I changed the auto industry with Facebook ads. I'm going to tell you this story about how back in 2015, when I was a supervisor at Omnicom and we were spending an ungodly amount of money on every single day, we got asked to be a part of the Alpha for the Legion campaign. And the outcome of that overall effort was a fundamental shift in how nearly every car dealership in the world conducted business. Hi, I'm Charlie. This is story time. How I changed the auto industry forever with Facebook ads. All right, so let's go back to the time. 20, it was the 2015 Nissan Sentra. So we're talking 2014. So back in 2014, this is before there was a conversion pixel, right? For conversion campaigns, right? There wasn't a Facebook pixel yet. We are talking about back in the time where every action, every button on Facebook, had its own bit of code. Now, back in the day, even back then, we were seven, spending seven figures a day generating revenue. Like we were cooking and booking, spending all sorts of money. But anyway, Facebook came to us with this brand new idea of a lead gen ad, of the ability to basically take all the information that somebody puts into Facebook campaigns, puts into their their Facebook ad, their, their Facebook account, their phone number, their address, uh, their name, first name, last name, you know, their email, couple emails, maybe all this information that Facebook had. What if they made it so that in one click you could allow somebody to opt in into giving all of it to you for a specific reason? Now, they came to Omnicom at the time I was supervisor of an arm of Omnicom called Resolution Media. Now. They came to us and said, hey, look, what do you think about this, right? Or maybe it was 2016, 2015. I thought, what do you think about this ad unit? How would you guys use it? And I immediately raised my hand. And I was like, well, I've got Nissan. They got a brand new car, the next model year. Now, one of the things we were trying to do at that time was, you know, we were running engagement campaigns to get people excited about videos. And we were trying to somehow tie in, and there was this big effort with them, and this also this big coffee company, international agency from the Great Northwest, with a Mermaid as their logo. We were working with tying in Bluetooth information off of devices, like you know, off of your smartphone. Well, what happens if you connect on Bluetooth to the register, or you're inside of the area, and we can ping your location to understand that. If we showed you an ad built around something and then you took a transaction in a store and we found out your geolocation and we even tied that transaction down to the credit card payment that you made, we could say theoretically what we were trying to do. Now, out of that, another thing that ended up coming out of it was well, what other places have physical locations where there are actions that we can't really run a, a Facebook ad to. And back in the day, this is back in the day when Facebook was basically a CPC model, right? Like it was basically just another version of Google. And that's, that's why we still have interest groups, right? That's, 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 that's why we still have antiquated Google technology available in Facebook because people came up learning how to do Facebook from people that made a lot of money in Google. Right. I mean, that is where most of the worst practices that you get see taught on Facebook all the time. That's where they come from um, is is people that made a lot of money in face in Google and email and programmatic and real time bidding platforms. And I mean, hey, look, I was one of them. Uh, 
people that were really successful in running businesses or ads for businesses, that, that was what I was doing. I was not successful personally. I was in the ads business. Uh, applying those practices so nobody had ever seen this lead gen ad unit. It doesn't exist outside of that, right? There are some places where you could put a form field on a website and then have somebody line in, but then you get you run a traffic campaign to maybe that website and then hopefully what happens out of that is somebody comes in and converts and then you can try to tie that end behavior on a cookie back to the person that comes in and then get you know uh, attribution back to the click that originally pieced in. But you're buying all that inventory on CPM, so you're just trying to see, well, look, we spent a million dollars this week on inventory for CNN.com or something like that. And based out of that inventory, that buy, we got X amount of transactions. So that buy produced X amount of ROAS. I mean, that's how, I mean, a lot of those industries still work, right? You spend money, you measure the effect, you see the value. And for the record, I still tell people to run their Facebook ads like that. I mean, how many times do I tell you that? All of your attribution that really matters is a one-day click trying to get down to the bottom. Anyway, getting back to the lead gen ad unit. So that this didn't exist. The idea that a platform would give up the personal information of a user for the purpose of like uh, of, a, of an advertiser to be able to sell that information as, as some function, that just wasn't a thing. So basically what we did was came up with this strategy of what if we run lead gen ad units retargeting individuals that have watched videos around the Nissan Sentra or might be around the area of some dealerships. Now, in, in, in car dealerships and bigger companies, you have tier one, tier two, and tier three markets. Basically, tier one is like the country. You're just trying to make awareness inside the United States. Tier two tends to be by region, and tier three is the, the actual like dealership. So basically what we did was the, the, the big idea that ended up changing the auto industry forever, and to be fair, a lot of other industries too, was what if we ran a retargeting campaign on our video view audience, engagers, and video viewers of the videos that we launched to get people excited about something. And if we hit everybody that, re, that engaged with that and watched those videos with an ad to say, hey, do you want to run it? Do you want to do you want to set up a test drive today? Now, mind you, the way you conducted test drives before that is you basically went to the dealership, right? So you saw a commercial on TV, you went to the dealership and you arranged a test drive. So the idea that you would use paid media to get people to come and buy cars from you without you having to do anything just didn't exist. So basically, here's what happened. We were able to run a tier one campaign, a national campaign, to get people to be aware of the new Nissan Sentra. And there was also an Infinity product in there. It's like QX60 or some, I don't remember the numbers and letters. Point is that doesn't matter. Um, so we ran a tier one campaign. Then we retargeted those people and we got buy-in from different regions. So basically there was retargeting that came from the West Coast and the East Coast and whatever else, right? Like however you want to break it down. The entire country is more than one market because I don't know if you're aware of how, like not just Nissan, but most big national companies have regions, right? The, their departments, right? They're different sections that are broken up by, 
you know, different head offices and they have different budgets and they have different sales numbers and they have different goals and different teams. So what we did is we basically got every tier two market to buy into this at different levels. So we were able to, let's just use, I'm not going to break too much stuff, but let's just say the California market is like, we'll give you a million dollars this week or this month or half a million, whatever. You can use our media dollars that we would have otherwise spent a fraction of their overall television and radio budget. We'll give you like 10% of it. Here's our testing budget. Let's go see what you can do um, to try to sell some cars. Because that's ultimately what they're trying to get done. And at that point in time, it was an absolutely ludicrous idea that you could use a Facebook ad to, to get anything business-wise done. I mean, we're not, like, this is before the huge explosion of, conver of the Facebook pixel or conversion campaigns. Like, we're talking before the explosion of direct-to-consumer via Facebook ads. Like, there are people doing it, but it was not the standard practice for how you sell things online. It was like the weird, you know, for lack of a better term, redheaded stepchild of things to get done. You have to remember there was a time when Facebook was just this ugly little thing that people liked to use personally, but none of the ads ever worked for business reasons. It was basically a portion of the TV budget or a portion of the print budget. People were selling stuff, but it was a really bizarre idea to try to sell things with Facebook ads. We were doing it with Levi's and... We were doing a lot of awareness and brand development because that's what they could measure because people were used to doing everything. Nobody could do one-on-one -on -one attribution. That was Google's job. Google was the only player in town. So anyway, what we ended up doing was taking that tier two market's budget and running lead gen ads that were brand new. People had never seen, never heard of it before. So we ran the lead gen ads and what we were able to do is then take in that information, see where somebody lived and then break off that data to the local car dealerships. So basically what happened is you clicked on the Facebook ad that you had never seen anything like it before because you had engaged with or watched some Facebook video or post around the new Nissan Sentra. Maybe it was the 16 in the year was 15, whatever. Um, and based on that, the car dealership would say, oh, hey, saw that you were interested in doing a test drive, or they would email out to you, but set up a time that works for you. And the fundamental shift that occurred here was three things. Number one, the amount of test drives that Nissan was able to drive per market soared astronomically. Number two, while the amount of test drives soared, the conversion rate of people that, buy, that test drive a car to actually buying the car basically stayed the same. It dropped a little bit. You had some more looky-loos because people just didn't even realize they could do this. But basically, people were signing up for the test drive because what they wanted to do was make an appointment to buy the car. And the last thing, we were able to tie back to the individual click on the ad dollar in Facebook to a car getting sold with a lead gen ad. So when people say, well, I've got a high ticket item, I don't know if Facebook ads are gonna work for me. Understand that we were using a, before the Facebook pixel existed, before conversion campaigns existed, before the optimized CPM environment was built as an ads platform, we were using lead gen ads 
to effectively run a direct-to-consumer campaign to sell $30,000, $25,000 cars. And we did it in such a way that the first run of the Alpha came back with a demand from the, from the brand to be in the beta and to have it baked in. We were able to actually make demands on Facebook on what little things that we needed to be included in that lead gen ad, like video, um, like form fields that were customizable, like targeting with a custom audience of leads that you would actually upload. And what ended up happening is that car dealerships began to do outreach to sell cars. They would start to really utilize something other than you had already bought a car from there and you might get an email and, and running a bunch of television ads hoping you'd come in and buy. Well, you started to see, and the way the landscape looks like now, is there are sometimes entire divisions, dedicated employees, or just part of the car salesman's job is to rely on the internet to book appointments for test drives so they can close deals on cars. And the conversion rate of the salesperson has over time dropped down because the behavior has changed. People take a test drive of a car not because they necessarily want to buy it, just because they're interested. But what ultimately happened is we fundamentally disrupted the entire auto industry with an ad that didn't exist. And we were able to tie back a media dollar to a click to a sale of something that would be twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. If the the infinities went much higher than that. So my point is back then. We had no idea what we were doing. We were just trying something that worked. We experimented, we measured, we found a gap and a way to use technology to solve a problem. And what we ended up doing was allowing people to work smarter and not harder. And we were able to fundamentally shift where media dollars got spent. And basically now every single car manufacturer on earth worth their salt runs paid media on the internet of all places to get people to be interested in buying a car now if that feels like well of course they do understand it didn't used to be like that so that's a fun little story about how with a facebook ad um i was supervisor of nissan and we fundamentally changed the entire auto industry and that happened before there was a Facebook pixel, before there was conversion campaigns. This, I don't think I can stress enough, was a monumental shift in what people thought that you could do on the internet to make money. Because back at that time, Facebook ads were basically print ads from 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 the newspaper like subway would be running the exact same thing that they run in a, in the newspaper the magazine as just a facebook ad with 80% of it being text and a picture of a of a of a sub right um this is before like the 20% rule existed 
this is at a time when the internet was not thought of as a place where you could really do business. It was thought of as a weird extension of television and of the newspaper. And I'm just really proud to be a part of that. If you like that story, let me know. I got a million other ones and we'll, we'll link to it. I'm making a whole new playlist you can find right there. And uh, come back next week. I'm going to drop these every week. Uh, yeah, sometimes after you spend a couple hundred million dollars for nearly a decade, you've done a couple of things. Um, but I'll absolutely get into some stories about 1-800-Flowers. I'm going to get into some stories about the travel industry. I'm going to get into some stories about hotel rooms. And uh, we can get into some stories about bringing TRX to market and disrupting the domestic uh, laundry detergent business. We can get into stories about how Macy's got overwhelmed and there was ad agencies running Excel spreadsheets that cost five, six figures a month just to start running brand new things called catalog ads. So we'll get into all that. Anyway, hi, my name is Charlie. I, I hope you enjoy that because I got a million of them. Comment below if you liked it. Let me know what else you'd like to see. Um, but yeah, I got a million of them and I'm going to start doing these once a week. Anyway. Hope you're doing well. See you guys next time.